You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Our webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can chat with us in IRC, vote for the FARC headline of the week, or join in our off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme song is Better Nation by Curious Hands and can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm Roger Stepp. I'm Chris Steinberg. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey, hey Steinberg, do you feel like butt as much as I do right now? Yes. Yeah. Very much hungover. Very you much over. Very much jet lag too. Oh, uh, yeah. You get a time switch and a time zone change. Yeah. Wait, did that take you back to square one or no? Um. Well, it, it no, was kind of confusing. They I both- woke up this. The, they both went the same way. So he went from Eastern to Central time and had a uh, the fall back. So he went from uh, he went back two hours. I gained two hours. Yeah, because I did I did the same thing. Oh, okay. I figured you did because so I was I was just talking to somebody about the time zones in Indiana and how they're totally messed up. But apparently they fixed most of it in 2005. But before 2005, it was like really messed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I woke up this morning and like uh, I looked at my cell phone, my, my cell phone stuff for uh, like getting up early so I get back to the airport. And uh, it, it was weird because like um, you know the network automatically updated the time on my phone, but like the clocks um, in the the hotel all said an hour later than what my phone said. So I just thought that my phone was still on uh, Central Time and yeah. not Eastern Time, and I thought I was an hour behind. So I was like rushing to to you know get the car and and get to the airport or whatever and uh, and then I was like wait a second why does my GPS that I was using to get to the airport say that it's the same time as my phone is that still on Central Time that can't be right it's up on satellites oh yeah at least it didn't go the other way then you would have been boned yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, we actually made it to the airport like four hours before the plane took off. (laughs) We kind of just like hung around in the Detroit airport for a while. And it was actually nice. It's like the first time I've ever been like getting on a plane where I wasn't rushed to get to the airport or, you know, get on the plane like right after getting through security. That happens to me all the time because I always go too early. And then I'm like in the Houghton. I've been in the Houghton airport where it's like, uh, nothing to do. I'm through security. (laughs) I'm going to go stare at a window. (laughs) In an empty, air, you know, tarmac. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. Word. All right. So uh, the reason that uh, that that Steinberg's on this week is uh, specifically because um, he had a uh, an iPhone game come out. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Mister um, Steinberg? Well, well, uh, the uh, about last 12 months, um, I've been working with an independent uh, developer um, called Rogue Pirate Ninja Interactive, um, and uh, we built an iPhone game, um, a reverse tower defense, you know, even though tower defense is copyrighted, we don't call it that, um, a reverse tower defense style game um, called Tower Assault, Curse of Zombie Island. Um, basically, you know, tower defense normally build the towers and... Uh, you have these waves of creatures that come through and, you know, your towers attack those creatures and you have to stop them all before, you know, you lose health or whatever. Um, 
in our version of the game, um, you actually are a a pirate captain whose uh, crew has been cursed by an evil witch doctor, and um, they turn into a horde of zombies. And to get your loot back that he stole, um, you pick up a cannon and start firing brains out of it to control your zombie horde. Um, you know, basically, there's you know different different types of playstyle. Um, like Gauntlet, which is more traditional tower defense style, you know, that, that you're trying to get your zombies through the towers that are posted around it um, without, you know, them all getting killed off. Um, we have ones where you have to destroy the towers specifically, uh, you know, before you can complete the level. Um, and another, um, you know, to rebuild your zombie horde. Right, are you talking? No. Sorry, why? Oh, that was like your your microphone levels just like tweaked out. It's it's somebody's uh, cell phone. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, mine's like right next to the. No, it's not. I don't even know where my phone is. <laughs> it's um, around here. Oh yeah, it's right next to the microphone. My bad. So and then the other the other play style uh, play styles one um, to replenish your zombie horde. We have these these village levels where you go destroy villagers and and turn them into zombies as well, um, and then uh, retrieve. T- uh, treasure levels where you, you know, get a treasure chest and bring it back to some location. Um, so, you know, through the variety of gameplay, it's a little less, um, in my opinion, repetitive uh, than your standard tower defense title. Um, but um, more interesting, which is like why I wanted to come on the show, you know, other than to, you know, shamelessly plug our title, um, was the, um, the development team, is the, the, how we'd actually develop the game is pretty interesting. Uh, I've actually never met any of the developers, the other developers on the project in person. Um, everything we've done has been distributed. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm in Austin now. I used to be in Houghton, where Ryder lives, but uh, uh, I recently moved on to Austin for another game development job. Um, and uh, so, like, the, the guy who owns the company, he lives in South Dakota. Um, some of the other developers live in uh, London and, or, you know, England, somewhere, I don't know, somewhere in the UK. Um, and, I mean, uh, Jonathan, the guy who owns Rogue Pirate Engine Interactive, he actually, you know, has co- found all these people and coordinated them all um, via, you know, purely online relations, um, which, you know, has led to some interesting... Uh, you know, development difficulties and uh, hurdles that we've had to come overcome. Um, and, you know, some of those things, are, it, it, I just find it really interesting that, you know, we can, we were able to develop a product without ever meeting each other. So, um, that is neat. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm buying your game and I'm going to rate it too. Sweet. Actually, yeah, reviews are like super helpful in the, uh, the iTunes store. Um, because a lot of people don't buy things unless there's a rating, and you have to have like five or six reviews before it'll even show a rating. So, don't you have all your developers buying the game and writing reviews? <laughs> that is actually against Apple's policy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Move your development license if you um, artificially pump your reviews. So, oh. yeah. I'm not gonna do it artificially. Oh no, no. I mean, yeah. If you're, if I mean, obviously you're not attached to the developer license and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's totally legal to do that. Um, now, if like, I were to pay you to go <laughs> that would be illegal. <laughs> you can pay me two ninety nine. <laughs> no, yeah. tower defense games are uh, my favorite games on the iPhone. So mine too. Well, well, this is a little different. Like I said, it's, it's reverse tower defense. You're not actually building the towers. Um, 
which, you know, a lot of people, com- you know, the biggest hurdle we have is obviously trying to compete with Plants vs. Zombies in that category. Um, we are listening to the strategy section, which, you know, Plants vs. Zombie, I think, is number two on the top strategy games right now. So, um, yeah, that is kind of a challenge. Tower defense game, or is that a regular one? Uh, pl- uh, Plants vs. Zombies is tower defense. Um, you build sunflowers and things like that. And, oh man, your artwork is so much better than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that, um, you know, normally I'm a, a programmer by trade. That's what I do. But actually, most of the a lot of the artwork uh, is where I did the most work on the game. I did all the the level backgrounds, um, modifying modifying another artist's art. He did the initial templates and stuff like that, and um, I did a lot of levels level design. Um, part of that was actually painting like trails and stuff like that onto the backgrounds. Um, so, and that was an interesting, uh, experience for me as well, because, um, you know, I program all day and like, um, uh, when Jonathan, when I, when I first started working on the project, I was helping Jonathan do, uh, um, AI prototyping and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm, you know, the iPhone development's all done in Xcode, uh, using Objective-C and I'm not really an Objective-C programmer. I mean, I know C and I know C++, but, um, Objective-C's got a little, you know, kind of a weird syntax. So, um, you know, trying to switch, you know, mindsets when I got home after programming all day in C++ and C Sharp to trying to, you know, look at Objective-C code. My brain was just fried. I'm like, I, I'm like, Jonathan, I can't do this. I'll, I'll do design work and I'll do art, you know. At least then is a little, you know, a little less uh, taxing on the brain. So yeah. um, it actually worked out pretty well. And I've got some, you know, pseudo decent Photoshop skills now that I didn't have before. So. What's the artwork done? What's the format of the pictures? Um, uh, the format is, uh, I think, I think Jonathan had to run a compression on them. I'm not sure. Um, I know that I had to save them out as JPEG. Oh, really? Or ping, ping or something like that. Yeah, I think it was ping. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jonathan actually, he has, Jonathan Wolf is the, like I said, the guy who runs uh, Rogue Partner. He's actually got a master's in computer science um, from... I don't know where, but um, he he wrote the whole engine that the game runs on himself in Objective C, so that's you know pretty impressive too. I think. Uh, is there going to be more games based on the engine? Are you licensing the engine? Uh, he actually is planning on releasing it as uh, freeware. Oh. Uh, I think he might already have it on SourceForge. I'm not sure though. Cool. Uh, so, uh, but he does have another title that he released on the engine. It's called Iris AG, which is a uh, puzzle game. Uh, it's it's an interesting title as well. It's kind of like a, it's like Tetris only wrapped around a like 3D cylinder. So that's also an app store. Like I think that's listed at like 99 cents right now. I remember you telling me about that app. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyways, I, I kind of want to go over some of the tools that we we you know use to do distributed development because I think those are those are useful for anybody who you know is, is trying to work on indie projects and stuff like that and don't really like like myself I you know I started working with this group because I was in Houghton and there was no you know hardly anybody that's up there does game development except for those that are at the university and to be honest I was in an enterprise that did game development at Michigan Tech and. It was uh, we we never got anywhere, <laughs> so it's it's better to find more, you know more talented people online if you're gonna you know somewhere where there's not a big game development community, um, like you know if there's not like an active IGDA. Uh, What's group. IGDA? IGDA is an Independent Game Developers Association. Um, 
it, it's a not-for-profit organization that helps people, you know, uh, independent game developers um, network and, and have resources and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, I guess, um, you know, the, the big tool that obviously is the most important thing that we used is, is Gmail, you know. Uh, it, without, without Gmail, I don't think we ever could have possibly, you know, did what we did. I mean, email is like super important. You know, when when you're all distributed, you know, there's no way to develop a, a solid product without, you know, being able to talk about, you know, what you're, you know, working on. Um, so, I mean, we had tons of email threads, you know, some of them, you know, 80, 90, 100, convert, you know, emails long. Um, and that's, you know, that's also like Jonathan would, you know, keep us all up to date as to what was going on overall uh, on the project. Um uh, you know, right along with that, we also used uh, Ventrilo and Skype a lot. Um, when, whenever we had to have meetings, you know, we'd probably have like a meeting about once a month where we would all, you know, get in on the same conversation and actually, you know, vocally talk to each other because you know, it, it is it is difficult to, um, you know, try to convey a lot of information just over text. So, um, uh, you know, aim stuff like that. Um, as far as actually development is concerned, though, uh, the, one of the more interesting tools we use, and I know that uh, I talked to, uh, I think I did a, on a previous episode, I talked about Redmine, which is um, a source, uh, uh, like source project management software uh, written in Ruby. Um, we use something similar to that. It's called TrackWiki, uh, which, you know, allows us to build tasks out in, and assign them to users or, you know, developers and uh um, we did all of our design documentation in wiki format um, on track wiki, which allowed us to, uh, you know, modify it concurrently, stuff like that. Um, we could link, we could link right to the tasks that, you know, was associated with whatever part of the design. Um, we could actually, uh, our SVN, which is source verification uh, software, um, we actually, the, uh, track wiki and Redmine both allow the, the, the files inside of our SVM directories to be displayed right inside of the wiki format, and you can link to those files and stuff like that too. So any sort of like code reviews or artwork or anything like that, um, you can link right to your d design document. Uh, I'm really bad at reading directions on games. So is the idea to keep my zombies from dying? Uh, usually, yeah. I mean, those, they are your crew. Okay. <laughs> um, are you? What are you playing it right now? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering why you were so quiet. <laughs> so uh, I have I have a question about uh, um, distributed development. What 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 are some of the uh, um, the downsides? I mean, what's um, what what ma what makes it more difficult? Well, well, you work in both environments because you work in just the standard development during the day. Yeah, I do. Job, I so. do. Yeah. Um, I guess the big difference is, you know, um, with with you know distributed development, you can't walk over to somebody's desk and point at some fan and say, "Hey, look, this is what's really you know screwed up here or there." Um, you know, these are the issues I'm seeing. Like, like uh, I had a lot of problems getting our uh, project to build a lot in Xcode, which is the development tool, uh, like you know, ID uh, integrated development environment um, used to develop for the Android or uh, sorry, Apple. OS platform, um, and the only way that 
that uh, Jonathan could help me out either with either he could you know would walk me through it you know over aim or whatever um, or uh, I actually we used a, a, a piece of software called team viewer um, which allows me to share my screen and you know mouse control stuff like that um, with another person over you know it's just like a, a, what is it VNC VNC yeah um, which I know is useful, really useful in IT and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, when, you know, I'm dealing with like complicated Xcode project files and, uh, different build targets and all this other crap. Um, it's, it was, it was a lot easier to just say, you know, Jonathan, log into my computer and fix it for me. Cause <laughs> I don't want to sit here and try and figure out what all these options do. It, it's mm-hmm. just stupid. So, um, let's see, other than that, uh, you know, People's tempers is a big thing. You know, you don't really think of development usually as about, you know, people, but it is. I mean, everybody's human, and uh, they all have their, you know, gripes and and ways they like to work, Um, especially with independent development, because, you know, some of these people that I'm working with were students, or, you know, on our team are still in, you know, university or whatever. what are you and, Canadian? <laughs> well, you know, some of them are in the UK and they do call it university. They don't call it college. <laughs> no, I mean, you said uh, they're still in university, which right. is how Canadians say it. Uh, <laughs> and British <laughs> people. Funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I was trying to you know be culturally relevant because, like I said, they are in the UK. Yeah. Um, which actually, are, we've been doing fairly well in the UK market too. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, with this game or what? Yes, with this game. Oh, okay. Game. Um, so, uh, do you know how many have sold? I do. Estimated? I, I estimated. I, I do have those numbers. Um, and how long has it been out? Uh, we released uh, last Monday was when it finally got approved in the App Store. It took about a week and a half for the app to get released from uh, submittal. So, Did you have to remove all the nudity? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TNA everywhere. Towering and assaulting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, um, we actually, I don't think it ever got sent back to us um, with any sort of, you know, rejection, at least, yeah. at least never anything Jonathan ever said about, but um, I actually tried to get him on the show tonight, but uh, he never got back to me. So uh, he's been busy, like, revamping our website and stuff like that. Um, it looks pretty, I like the website. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, like the fact that there's not really much there. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it, it kind yeah. Of, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the you know the finished product as far as the web page goes because it looks like it's going to be pretty slick. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it you know before he had there was another website. Uh, you know, the old version of the website was was a bit different. Um, uh, if you can go on the Wayback Machine or whatever and see it, but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of the big thing you know. When, you know, we don't really have a marketing department per se. It's just mostly Jonathan uh, doing a lot of the marketing himself, um, which is, you know, pretty impressive. You know, basically one guy is doing a lot of this stuff, you know, programmed the whole game, got everybody together, and now is trying to, you know, market the title, uh, which, um, is, which is cool. Does he have another job? Uh, no. No, oh, okay. this is his full-time job. Um, you know, and I, like RSAG didn't sell all that well when uh, he developed it, so this is kind of like his, you know, his his baby right now. So um, he's trying to he's trying to build up Rope Energy as a you know contracting house too. Um, so I mean, I know he's trying to push you know 
the idea of, of hiring by the hour, uh, you know, the company, which... It, hiring your, like, you guys by the yes. hour? Yes. Uh, like, um, well, contracting out, you know, our, hourly work to other, you know, people who need development. Um, so, and, and it's, you know, smaller business like this, that's really the only way you can survive in a software uh, development. Um, a friend of mine down here in Austin also owns his own company. Uh, his is Bagel Studios. I think like like a like a seagull, except that lives by the bay. Bagel. Bagel. Yes. Bay. Bagel. Okay. So, um, but he, you know, he does. He's he's doing similar work. He contracts himself out to other developers, doing like Facebook titles and stuff like that. Um, but he's trying to you know get to the point where he can build his own title as well. So, I mean, you, you kind of got to start there if you're you know an independent. You don't have like millions of dollars to throw out a project. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about what about the other developers? Do they have jobs? Yeah, I think I'm actually the only one that has a full time job. In game development or it, just period. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, like, you know, a couple of them are artists and I think a lot of uh, both I think both of the artists tend to do a lot of contract work themselves. Um, Aren't the artists getting paid? I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, um, I'm allowed to say that, but I remember. <laughs> you yeah, no, um, a lot of the art that for for uh, you know, Tower Assault got um, it was paid for by Jonathan. Um, he he fronted the money and you know he did the investment to to get the artwork and assets. And, and really, you kind of have to do that. Um, you know, a lot of artists don't want to work for free. You know, and most people don't want to work for free. Period. Um, it's you know. a crazy ass game developers apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm not working. I didn't work for free. You know, I'm taking a profit share. Oh uh, yeah, I understand that, but so, at I mean, the time. I, I, I you took a risk, you know. I took a risk. You don't know if you're going to get paid or not. Right. I mean, it, but you know, I'm going to do this as uh, you know. At the time, I didn't have a job in the game industry. I was working for uh, GE Aviation, and um, I was looking to get into the game industry. And it's hard to get into the game industry if you don't have any sort of like you know experience or background in games. Um, so you know, one I was looking for this as a uh, a means of. Um, you know, building a, building a resume item or whatever, but also, two, I was going to be working on a game title anyways, you know, and I, I've worked on quite a few independent projects that have, you know, kind of, you know, panned out, and or I get, you know, games are hard to develop by yourself. I, I wasn't, I'm not really an artist. I don't know how to do the 3D uh, models and stuff like that. Um, mostly I'm just a programmer, and uh, to be able to, you know, join up with a group of, other, you know, dedicated people that all have different talents, it's a lot easier to be able to produce something, you know, and get it all the way to completion. So, and, you know, it's, it was worth me taking the risk if I knew that I could get the title out, the, you know, we could get the title out the door. Because, you know, now it's exposed to the world and I can point to it and say, look, I've worked on this. So, You're not listed on the website? Um, well, he, uh, the roster is being updated. Oh, there you are. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got your Skype icon, even. Uh, no, it's actually, it's like actually an old uh, Halloween picture, I think. Same hat, though. No, no, no. I meant, I meant it shows your Skype thing, but I don't know if that's linked to your name, because it's the same name on this page. Oh, And maybe. it puts your Skype thingy next to you, and then it says, I can start a call. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. But I think that's Skype uh, seeing your name and not actually the web page because <laughs> nobody else has it except you fantastic better maybe he just you know broadcast my skype address to the world that'd be funny i just get random random calls from fans you know i'm a guest too awesome 
So I, I was uh, interested in the uh, uh, the whole concept of the uh, the reverse tower defense game, right? Because um, like Ryder said earlier, I you know tower defense games are probably my favorite games to play because they're really easy to sit down and just start going mm-hmm. with. Uh, but uh, I'd, I'd never actually thought of or heard of the concept of a reverse tower defense game yeah, until. We're we're hoping we're being, we're you know, kind of unique in that aspect, um, at least for a while, because everything gets copied eventually. But <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen a reverse tower defense game either. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen strategy games where you know you control, you know, people move them around a board or whatever. But um, like, you know, the, the, I think the interesting thing about how we approached it, and luckily zombies are you know a good tool for this because you know there are these these kind of uh, single-minded, uh, you know drones that just kind of, you know, do their, you know, brains and, and attack whatever's closest to them. So, um, you know, it, it provided, you know, we didn't have to put a whole lot of, of you know, because the, the control schemes on an iPhone are kind of limited. You get just touch or whatever. Um, so to utilize that effectively, we didn't want to have to have very complex controls as far as controlling the zombie horde. So, um, you know, firing brains to move them around, uh, you know, it just, it worked well. The, the concept, <laughs> I think, worked well together. Um, you know, it wouldn't have really worked if you were, you know, a uh, horde of barbarians or something. I don't know. Right. But I'm sure I'm sure it'll be copied in a week or something, you know, somebody will come out with something similar. So, because that's how it works on the iPhone. Hopefully you guys sell like a billion copies before that happens. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um uh, but yeah, anyways, um, yeah, you asked how you know how how we've been selling or whatever. Um, so far, I mean, like numbers started out, you know, the first couple, the first day it was out, it was like you know we only sold like six copies or whatever. But um, since then, we've kind of spiked since you know, and and I think we're up to like around you know twenty five copies a day. So um, and and we're hoping you know that that keeps growing. Um, obviously, we don't have the huge marketing behind it, and like. Um, I'm not really sure how the app store works as far as uh, like what's a featured app or whatnot. Um, you know, unfortunately, like when we first released, we didn't get a featured spot. So, um, you know, that, that affects that affects development, you know, or the, how how it, well it sells because most people just look at the featured list and buy whatever comes out on that. I mean, Angry Birds is a great example. They released a Halloween version of Angry Birds. It was automatically featured on their featured apps and, you know, instantly jumped to the top of the charts. So Actually, I play Angry Birds almost every day. Yeah, Angry Birds <laughs> is a good game. I own Angry Birds. Uh, you know, I, I I buy a lot of iPhone games um, just because they're cheap and I can play them while I'm in the bathroom. So <laughs> am I trying to turn the humans into zombies? Uh, yes, yes, you are. Oh, that's, okay. that's how you replenish your horde. Gotcha. Uh, and, and, and you know that that way you can continue through levels, and, and levels are replayable, um, and and hopefully we've made them effectively short enough to where you know uh, you feel like you can complete a level in you know one or level or two or three in one sitting. Um, you know that's the thing with iPhone titles too is that you want to be able to make it it you know simple enough or easy enough to just pick up and put down because like when you're on the go and mobile and stuff like that. I know I don't tend to play, like, very complex RPGs. I've bought some, and I just never play them because it's like, 
Yeah. One, it's hard to find a safe spot. Two, if I get interrupted on a phone call, I just lost an hour worth of gameplay, you know? Really? They don't, like, have a freeze thing? Uh, some of them do. I'm, I mean, some of, some of them do. Other ones I've played don't, and, like, you know, it doesn't save your game. You're like, what the fuck? So, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, you know, when you're developing, you kind of have to keep that type of stuff in mind. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a design decision, you know? Uh, and I think a lot of developers are kind of moving into more of the, like, you know, Angry Birds levels are short, you know, bite-sized pieces. Um, Angry Birds, I'll open it when I have no idea how much time I have to play it and just shoot, like, one bird and be like, oh, I have to go and just stop playing, which is the best. That's <laughs> right, exactly. Favorite. And you can jump right back into it, you know. Yeah. You can just, it's like levels are so short enough, you know, it doesn't bother you to, like, re, you know, start the level over again. In fact, usually you fail the first, you know, six times you shoot birds at it anyways. Do you guys do you guys have a ranking system? Uh, what like do you a, mean? Like, a, like Angry Birds does, like where you... Oh, global rankings? Yeah, global ranking. Uh, no, um, that is... Uh, you know, there's things like Open Faint out there in the new iPhone yeah. Game Center. Um, and we talked about that, um, but we didn't really have the development budget to uh, spend the time to integrate that type of stuff right away. Um, I, it, you know, it, it was in the plans to have some sort of global ranking system. So uh, probably eventually, um, you know, an update will come out that will include, you know. It's because, like, integrate. with Angry Birds, I beat all the levels, so I'm done. Right. Basically. And so, like, if there wasn't rankings, I would just stop playing the game forever. Sure. But if there's rankings, I'm still playing it, like, almost every day. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, like I said, you know, that, that is a thought that we've, you know, we, you know gone back. We're, we might, we'll probably go back and, and do that. Um, uh, when, you, when you play the game, though, you'll notice that each level does give you an award at the end um, to, you know, signal, like, how well you've done on the level. Yeah. Um, and, and that is cool. That's definitely like that's what I'm thinking of because like I'm right. trying to get stars in all my levels. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hoping. I mean, eventually, like you want gold medals, right? So like, yeah. Eventually, we would like to, you know, hopefully integrate that into the open open faint thing. And and uh, um, there's not really a point system per se. I mean, there's there's these like you know an underlying scoring system that goes on there. But um, you know. It would be cool if, like, you could get achievements or whatever for getting all gold medals or all silver medals yeah. or getting the game under, you know, beginner. I was actually just on the um, the zombie plant game, and they said they added 12 new achievements. And it's right. like, achievements are the crack of the game industry. Like, yeah, they are. you want people to keep playing a game forever, put in a million achievements that they can only get 10 of. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they, they call those people achievement whores, um, yep. myself included. I do have... You know, I have an open fan account. I have my PS3 that I have achievements. Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent of the. I don't. I don't. You know, play a game to 100 percent because I have so many games I want to play. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I beat a game and it's like sweet. I got that achievement that said I beat the game. And that's all <laughs> I care about is that one achievement. That's the important one. So, yep. I mean, if you look at my if you look at my uh, PS3 gamer tag, it's like I've got like like rank eight or something, which means I've got a shit ton of achievements. But it's like from like 30 different games. And like they're all at like twenty percent <laughs> completion. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's like that's something that keeps people interested. I think it's. Cool. Um, are you are you planning on doing anything with like a light version? Like uh, a, no, a actually. Um, there and there's a reason for that because Iris AG, um, the original title that came out for uh, by Rogue Pirate Ninja Interactive, um, which I had no part in developing. Yeah. Uh, that was before I joined the group. Um, they because they had a light version. 
uh, the actual game didn't sell that well, um, but they were getting downloads like every day for like 30 copies of the light version. Um, and, and, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, being like, you know, greedy corporate mongers or whatever, but it, you know, it's one of those things that's like, you know, numbers don't lie. So it's, I mean, it, it works for some people, um, but at least in, in, you know, Rogue Part Ninja's case, you know, it didn't really work for them. Um, so, uh, you know, I, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it was decided not to. I can understand that, but at the same, I've never purchased a game that I didn't play the light version of. And there's like, a, there's another game that I just got the light version of. Um, I'll try, I'll open it. And I'm go- probably going to buy it because, and, and I would never, I would probably never buy a game unless it was personally recommended to me. Right. Um, Train Yard EX. Train Yard EX. Yeah, it's is a that, really is cool like, puzzle game. Is that like one of the ones that you move the little trains around to like get the other train out, or, or is it like a traffic game where you have to like switch train tracks or whatever to make sure things don't derail? You, you draw train tracks and you try to get the colored trains into the colored train stations. Okay. Uh, but like when the trains cross, pa- if they cross paths, then they uh, combine color. If they, you can actually merge them together. So two trains, like a red and a green, I don't actually don't know what red and green turns into. Red and blue turns into purple. I don't know. But like you merge the trains, and the two trains can become one, and you need to get a certain amount to the train station. So sometimes you have to merge them. Sometimes you have to cross them. And there's only like ten levels in the in this, but it's like really cool. So right. I kind of wanna. I kind of want to buy it. So right. I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of weird that you guys don't want to do that. But I understand if it didn't work before and he doesn't want to do it, then... Right, yeah. Um, I just don't know how... Like, do people just buy games hoping they're good? Because, like, I would never do that. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of people do, actually. I mean, you know, a lot there's there's kind of, I guess, two schools of thought. Um, one is that, you know, a lot of people don't buy games unless they're, they're rated or unless they've tried it, you know. Um, and then there's... I guess there's a third school of thought, which is they just buy it because it looked cool. So, um, like, you know, I'm, I'm probably more of the third type. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a lot of PS2 games and stuff like that that I've never even played or, like, played, like, for 20 minutes, and I'm like, okay, this game's not dumb. But I already bought it because it, the cover looked cool and the back looked cool or whatever, you know. I'm guilty yeah. of that, but, um, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, once we get, I think once we get uh, like an average rating um, on our titles, I think we'll do better. Um, just just from the sheer fact that that hopefully you know people have rated it high. Um, you know, cause I, I mean, personally, I think the game's fun. Uh, I mean, I played it from when it when it was like totally atrocious to <laughs> when you couldn't play it. Yeah, pretty much to to like where you know it has evolved to something that you know I like you know by the end of the development process, I, I was just playing it because it was you know I I hadn't actually beaten all the levels yet. Um, and it was, you know, I was trying to get, yeah, I was doing a lot of the play testing, so, you know, I wanted to make sure. Who did the level, actual level design, like, um, the levels? Jonathan and myself did most of it. Um, I, I, uh, you know, when, when I was painting the backgrounds, I had specific designs in, in mind. Um, you know, Jonathan and I brainstormed quite a bit on, on what the goal of each level should be and, uh, um, you know, how it would fit into, uh, an effective, you know, over overworld map, and uh, um, you know, like, because we wanted it to be balanced enough to where you would be able to go back to a village fairly easily. And if you got stuck, um, actually, how how it works is if you get stuck, you can uh, there's like periodic save points throughout the the world map that it, it auto saves, um, and 
if you get stuck, you can, you know, in the menu option, there's a, like, start over, which you can start over at, the, at your last save point. Um, and, and that includes village levels. So, like, you know, you can, if you get stuck, you can, you know, you don't have to go all the way back to the beginning of the game. Um, but a lot of, you know, we, we, we wanted to, you know, make each level have a unique goal or focus. Um, you know, some of the levels require you to use the amulets that you can earn from the, uh, the good witch doctors in the game. Um, to boost speed and defense and, and strength. And, and some of those are, you know, required on some of the levels, otherwise you're not going to be able to beat it. Um, but, which, you know, that was purposeful, so that way, you know, you would be forced to go and, and discover these, these other mini-challenges um, to, you know, to get those rewards so you can, you know, progress to the game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the level design came from... Um, you know our initial brainstorming, and then I built these. I painted these backgrounds uh, um, using using another guy on the team's art. Originally, um, he he built some um, basic layout uh, backgrounds. You know all the pretty parts of the art, and then uh, you know I, he he also built these like smaller um, modular pieces, like the trees and the rocks and stuff like that. And I took those and I I you know laid them out so that way we had like uh, organic boundaries and stuff like that. And then. Um, uh, Jonathan and another gentleman on the team, James, he, they went through and actually placed all of the in-game items, like the towers and starting locations and stuff like that, based off of where, where you know, I, I, I would turn basically turn in two versions of the map. I turn in the the finished painted version and then uh, a version that had basically these red drawings all over it, saying like, put a tower here, put a tower here, you know, little hut here. So, I what I just sent you a message. Is that you? What? You just told me that you couldn't do that. I sent you a message on Skype. On Skype? Oh, oh yeah. Um, maybe. I did buy the game, so <laughs> so you know there might have been a. a I, I might have been told afterwards that I wasn't supposed to do that. So okay, no problem. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> right. And then the other one is Chuck. Nice. It is Chuck. Yes, I did ask him to review the game after he bought it because, um, like, after I announced that it came out, he he was like one of the first people that picked it up and uh, tried it out. So. Actually, uh, I think I I saw that link when you twittered it, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy this. And then I was like, I did something and I totally forgot, and then it like <laughs> so I didn't buy it. Right. Um, yeah, it's like, is Adrian there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you haven't talked in a while. I was worried. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't been able to contribute because, yeah, I mean, you guys are talking about exactly what I'm wanting to bring up, so. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, it, Steinberg was talking, and I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this. And then you brought it up, and I'm like, ah, I want to talk about this. Oh, you already brought it up. <laughs> like, while you're talking, which is good. That means that we're thinking the same thing. Right. Um, yeah, the thing is, I'm, like, I'm really passionate about this stuff, you know. Like, I, I do it. I, I usually put in like twelve hour days at work now. It's it's sick, but it's what I do. So, um, which you know, like, like I said, I am working for a game development company down here in Austin called UTV True Games. Um, we're working on an MMO uh, faction online. You said it's a microtransaction. Is that what you told me? Uh, it, it is microtransaction based. Yeah, it's free to play. Um, and uh, a lot of the guys who did Shadowbane are working on that title. Yeah. Nice. Uh, like, it's, it's the same studio. Well, it's not the same studio. It's the same same uh, head developer, Frank Lucio. Um, or Lucero. Yeah, Frank Lucero. Uh, he's he's the studio head. Um, and 
Uh, there's quite a few of the, the uh, designers and stuff. Um, Sean Dahlberg is actually on our dev team now um, as a designer, and he's like huge in the, the um, he was huge on the Shadowbane forums and stuff like that. He was a community manager and de- designer. On that. Did Shadowbane go anywhere? I remember hearing about it like a long time. <laughs> it was it there was a big cult following for it for a while, and then um, you know, it, I think there was a big controversy. I'm not really sure how that all went down. Uh, I think there was like a, a legal dispute or something that got the server shut down. Mm. Um, so, but it was it was huge for and like the PvP style MMO people that are out there, um, which which uh, Faction Online is going to be a PvP based MMO. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, ah, how how are you going to balance the microtransactions with becoming overpowered in PvP? Um, the people who pay the most money pwn the hardest. No, no. There's <laughs> there uh, a lot of the design work that's going into it is is you know directly related to that. Um, I don't know really how much like I can talk about it uh, yeah. as far as a design standpoint out there. Um, there's quite a few interviews though with uh, Mike Madden, our creative director, that uh, that he's done recently for Massively and stuff like that um, around East, uh, Austin GDC time. Uh, that uh, you know he talks a lot about that. So um, you know check out those for more information. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like I don't know, it's it's. It's interesting. Um, like this is my first game dev job, and I, I mean it's it's awesome. I have Nerf guns at work, <laughs> and we shoot each other a lot. So um, yeah, it's, it's a lot more laid, laid back. When I was working for GE, it was you know a lot of people wearing polo shirts tucked into slacks, and you know you don't have to do that anymore. No, 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 no. I wear shorts. I'm going naked. What up? <laughs> We're short some flip flops to work. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's like it's more like it's more like your job, writer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to deal with people, so I can't like be a bum. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to deal with customers. Yeah, users, clients. I eat, I eat crazy, uh, crazy professors. No, they're not all crazy. Uh, I went to that school. Well, those people are crazy. <laughs> um. Uh, there's one of the guys I work with plays uh, microtransaction one. I can't remember what it's called now. Runes of Magic. Yeah. Runes of Magic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of it. I have, I have not. Played, I have not played it myself. Uh, the big one that uh, I've been hearing a lot of people play is uh, Alads. Okay. Um, which is, I mean, for a free to play, it looks great. You know. Um, the thing is, is like the, the interesting thing about faction is that uh, you know, it, it's it's. We've only been working on it for like like ten months now, something like that. Um, and it's they're planning on releasing it like first quarter of next year, I think. Um, so it's like uh, like really fast for an MMO development time. Normally, MMOs take like five years to develop. Um, you know, with the hopes that they'll be around for five plus years. You know, I say everybody yeah. points, to, points to you know World of Warcraft as as that's only been around five years. I know, like, but well, it's just, it's, it's pushing it's five years in November, I think. Yeah, um, and but I mean, you know, they keep their content fresh and stuff like that. But you know, uh, like like uh, Frank Lucero, he worked on Ultima Online, um, and people Ultima was on for around for a long time. People are still playing Ultima Online. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. They're still paying for it. Yeah, like, there's still there's still paid servers of Ultima Online up and running. Is that even like a 3D game? It's isometric. 
I mean, there's people that are obsessed with it, you know. I, I, Play the 14-day trial. <laughs> on Ultima Online? Yeah. That's like the Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I really playing, want to get into a new MMO. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV a bit. Um, I played it, actually, and it's like... I, 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 I want to love Final Fantasy XIV so much. I want to. But it's like, there's so many problems with it. One of my buddies stopped playing, and he he pretty much thought that uh, Square and the last Final Fantasy was like God's gift to video games, and he oh, quit playing 15? because it's so bad. Final Fantasy yeah. 13? Well, whatever the last online one was. Oh, the la- oh 11, yeah. I, I used yeah. to play Final Fantasy 11 a lot, and uh, I mean, I loved it. I, you know. He had like... Uh, he had a lot of time into it, like 300 days or something, but yeah. he, like, paid a lot, too, so... Um, in, in, I mean, there's, there was a huge following for Final Fantasy XI, and everybody was hoping that this was going to be the next Final Fantasy XI, and, and there's a real, there's, there is a lot of things interesting that, is, you know, fourteen is doing that I think is... It looks so good. Oh, he, got, he got that, like, collector's edition or whatever. Yeah, so I, get I get that as well. So, uh, I actually get, like, I don't even know if my account's still active, but I got it for, like, a month for free, and I don't have to buy the game, which is awesome. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it is gorgeous, but there's there's a lot of bugs. So, uh, I mean, and Square's trying to fix them, I guess, but I don't know, we'll see. A lot of my coworkers that were playing it, they all quit. Um, and, and he said he won't start playing until there's, like, an actual, until they implement the search function for bazaars. Um, there is some utilities for the bazaars. Like you can, you have an assistant or whatever, uh, whatever they call it, um, and you can actually tell them to, you know, you want a, you want a specific item, and this is how much you're willing to spend, and they'll try and find it or whatever. But it's not, obviously it's not like the auction house in Wiles where you actually can see, you know, who's selling what and how much it's going to cost. And apparently they did, they're like vehemently against creating an auction house in the game. Yeah, yeah. The idea was that you were supposed to wander around and look for for people selling things. It was to make it. <laughs> it just seems like a waste of time to me. It's like really. <laughs> That's well, what they want. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it is um, as well. But you know, I, like, like I've watched people play WoW. Um, I don't personally play it, um, but like I play it every day. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm really active guild right now, and we're really excited for Cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people really. Are. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of MMOs that are like, uh, here's a dot on the map. Go here, kill. 10 of these things and you now go to this next location on the map and do this. And it's like, there's no, there's no like real story behind it or like real activity. Like I was watching a guy, um, do quest lines in wild the other day where he, you know, he had a plugin for the map that showed him all of his target creatures, like the areas on, on the world map where the target <laughs> creatures actually built. that's built into the game. And the, and the add on that was doing that is, uh, they stopped development. Oh, okay. Oh, they they built that into the game now. Yeah. So, totally. so, it, so it, either way, I mean, you know, it's still it, and like yeah, the, the Final Fantasy is the exact same way though. You go to do your uh, guild leave or whatever, yeah. And then, like pick yeah. up the quest, yeah. And then it like puts some zone on the map. You go there and you hover over it, and it's like, oh, this is what I have to kill. You yeah. kill like five of them, and then you turn it in. Yeah, and you don't even have to run back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just like teleport back. It's like back. you're done. You want to turn this in? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's take the next one. Yeah, and, and that was one of the big. Actually, that's one of the big things I don't like about fourteen because, like, I don't read. I don't read the quests. You know, it's like it just like tells you where to go. Exactly. Um, actually, I don't even uh, find that interesting at all. 
redoing all of the the zero to or I guess one to sixty quests because yeah. the whole old world is changing in WoW. Right. Yeah, so, and, and everybody who's played the quests said that the new quests are like infinitely better. This and the like story lines are like, like people are like, oh my god, I want to read this because it's so good. So right. they're like, they really stepped it up. Uh, and they've done it for every expansion. Like the the seventy to eighty leveling was really good, and so everyone's saying that the new stuff is just awesome. And you know, I, you know, there's a reason why you know when we're you know we're in development talks and stuff like that, everybody goes, "Well, WoW does it this way." Because I mean, WoW is you know the definitive standard for MMOs right now. It's, I mean, you don't have what is it like ten million users or whatever. Twelve actually. They 12, 12, 12 million users without you know doing something right. Even though we're all pissed at Blizzard 24 hours a day. <laughs> I, we had to stop a raid today because, uh, like, six out of the ten people were disconnected and couldn't get back on. Like, and they couldn't log in. Like, they literally could not log, log back in. It was, sucked. Uh, but on, the, on a separate note, I haven't even done questing in a really long time because I've only been doing raiding, and I really enjoy raiding. It's, it's just really fun. Yeah, and I think I think... Wow, really, you know, excels in that aspect. You know, like they, they, they really got that down to, you know, it, it's it's more there. There is a visual aspect to Wow's rating that's just, you know, it, it's fun, it's fast paced, you know, that type of thing. Sometimes it's fast paced, sometimes you stand around waiting forever. But that's. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I, I started doing PvP recently too, and that's. I okay. mean, like I didn't really like that before, but I kind of like it now. I have a little bit more fun now that I'm doing it with people I know instead of just like running into places and getting killed immediately. Right. <laughs> it's way more fun doing it with somebody because I'm be like, oh my god, I got killed, and they're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Parties, parties are pretty key when it comes to PvP, in my opinion. Like, uh, like, like, I, I'm really bad at using the you know WASD to try and control my character while casting things and. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't uh, figured out the whole key bindings yet for PvP. I guess a lot of people use the WASD for for movement, and then they have like uh, Q and E and C and Z and X and F and R all set up as like spells instead of one two three four five or whatever. Actually, uh, I use one two three four five, but I uh, I use S or E S D F as my movement keys, which opens up A Q. Um, and it gives me, it just moves me over one, so I get more keys right. to mine. Yeah. And I'm still using like tab, shift, and control. I actually use uh, shift keys, shift spells, depending oh. on what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, interface. Yeah, it's just like like you know, I've been playing a lot more MMOs because I'm working on one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have to know, you know, what else is out there, and you know, especially I'm a graphics programmer, uh, UTV, so it's like you know. How does our water shader compare to you know actually game actually like oh, yeah. water shading on or water effects on WoW and they look way better? Yeah, the game doesn't look that good. No, I, I was, I was, I mean, the big thing, the big thing is like, you know, with with MMOs and stuff like that, online games, you're you're trying to shoot for such a big, broad audience that your minimum spec is like all over the board. So, yep. <laughs> um, you know, like like. If you're trying to shoot for like you know circa 2003 computers, to, to, you know, <laughs> it's like it's like well okay. Especially I'm, with I'm the free to play because oh, yeah. you might be attracting people that just have like shit hardware. Right, and can't play WoW or can't play you know Final Fantasy 14 or whatever. And it's like it's like you know you, they still want to go out and have fun and play something you know. Yep. 
So, you know, that's a lot of thing. A lot of stuff I have to deal with is I, you know, I have to make sure I provide options for turning down graphics and. It's like, you know, I, I want to put in all these really cool, you know, shaders. And <laughs> Direct shit. 11 features. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, like, like I have, right now, I mean, I have to target everything to DirectX 9 because it's like, you know, that's that's the big, you know, people are still running XP machines and, you know, XP machines don't handle DirectX 10. So yeah. uh, it, it's just, you know, that's, that's the nature of the beast in that regard. So. Adrian's still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I want Adrian to talk. Yeah, it's kind of this is kind of kind of uh, bad for me because I don't play video games really. <laughs> so. Wait, weren't you playing Assassin's Creed like not that long ago? Yeah, yeah, I played. I see. Like, what happens is I'll sit down and I'll play video game a video game, and uh, I'll. I'll I'll spend like an entire weekend playing a video game and I'll finish it up and then I'll just not touch any video games for like six months or something like that. Like this, right. su- this summer on Steam, they had a, a really big summer sale. Oh I yeah, bought- I, I was I was broke the summer after that sale. So. Yeah, I bought like I bought <laughs> like awesome. I bought like twenty games. I've only played one of them so far. Yep, same boat here. Too. Are, you, are you planning on playing the other ones? Yeah, yeah, I plan on it. I just haven't gotten around to, you know, taking some time to sit down and, and play them. Plus, I'm completely addicted to Civilization Five, so I guess I am playing a, a lot of video games. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know a lot of people that I... Yeah, I have, a, I have a friend on here that I haven't really talked to him much since the five came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So to give you an idea of how hardcore I've ended up in World of Warcraft, I actually have a guild meeting at 10 o'clock uh, discussing loot for Cataclysm and raid groups. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you like a leader in your guild? or I am an officer. You are an officer. Yeah. I think there's roughly, it's hard to say how many members there are. There's like 200 or 300 tunes, but I think there's like 60 or 70 members. Tunes? What do you mean tunes? Uh, characters. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I've never heard them called tunes before. I don't. Know, a lot of people call them that. One of my buddies said, "If you call them tunes, I will stab you in the eye with a pencil." <laughs> I hope he hears this this podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, Dustin. <laughs> he's the same guy who played uh, Final Fantasy and quit playing the new one. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's the one who got me into WoW too. Yeah, I know some people were in, you know, Final Fantasy XI for, you know, like, they get like, you know, millions of gil saved up in Final Fantasy XI. It's like, I mean, at some point, it's like, yeah, they already had all their character, you know, their character maxed out in like every job class, and you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I cannot imagine it because I mean, I spent a lot, a lot of time, you know, just trying to get to like the ninja and samurai job classes in Final Fantasy XI, and you know, started leveling those up, and I can just imagine what it would take to like, you know, level all of them up because it's like, I think it was like. Uh, like 20 different job classes or something like that in Final Fantasy XI. Insane. was all two max level in that game or something like that. Yeah, it, that's just, it's just ridiculous, you know, because it's like each one, could, you know, you can build each job class on that character up to the level cap, and it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Woo! Which, I mean, that, that's why I was hoping for 14 to be good, because I was, you know, it's... I really like that that style of you know that aspect of it where you don't have to create a whole new character where you don't have like loot anymore and yeah you know, or your gear or whatever and uh, you know you you have to go basically start the game all over again to, to, 
play a different job class, whereas in like you know Final Fantasy, you only have to have one character and you can play all of them. You know, your character might not be great at certain job classes because of the type of character it is, you know, race or whatever. But at least you can you know go try them out and see if you like them. So. Yeah, the last MMO I played, and the only MMO I ever played was Star Wars Galaxies. So, ah, well, you know, there's a new Star Wars MMO coming out. But yeah, I know. I, I might actually get sucked back into playing MMOs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, some of the developers that work at uh, um, EQG and they were at Bioware and worked on Star Wars Galaxies. Um, nice. They in you know, so I always get to hear about you know. Uh, well, you know, Bioware does it this way. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> they our failed. Our tools aren't the same as Bioware's. So. But, um, you know, and the nice thing about being in Austin is like, there's, it, it's such a like, you know, it's a small world down here. Like, even though it's a big city and there's quite a few companies down here, like everybody knows everybody. We have like a. Uh, Game developer beer night that I go to, and nice. so like a lot of a lot of a lot of Bioware people go to that. A lot of visual people go to that. Bioware is based in uh, Austin, isn't it? Yep. Uh, well, their their MMO branch is um, at least that's what they're working on right now is the, the um, Star Wars Galaxy or whatever. The um, Knights of the Old Republic. It's yeah, the, the Knights Republic. of the Old yeah, Republic. Star Wars, yeah, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, keep calling it galaxies. Bad me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I think the Old Republic was freaking awesome. I played that. I think yeah. I beat it. It was pretty dope. Did you see this uh, talk about the guy talking about video games recently? I think that um, somebody tweeted it actually to you, and that's how I saw it. Did you see that? The what? Talk. TED Talk? No, I didn't see a TED Talk. Somebody tweeted it to me? I thought it was to you, but it uh, might have been to James or something. I definitely get all the ones that are tweeted directly to me. It was kind of a long time ago, but let me see if I can find it. Most favorited this week. That seems like it would be good. What was the TED Talk about? It was about uh, how video games and satisfaction can be used to, like, in real life. <laughs> but they, Oh, here we go. Seven ways games reward the brain. And he talks about the massive amount of time. He's like EVE Online. There's these ships that take 200 people uh, like six hours or six weeks of actual playtime to create. Right. And there's several of, there's like lots of these. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that there's that many people that invest that much time to make a virtual object is just unfathomable. And the reason that people want to do that. Here, I'll link it. Well, I mean, have you seen Minecraft? Some of the things people make in that? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, some of, some people are cheating. They use like a 3D modeling soft, oh. you know, software and then import. But uh, like, there are some people who sit there and build like these crazy, crazy things out of, you know, pixely looking blocks. <laughs> I swear I saw somebody tweet this to you because I was like, oh, that makes sense because you develop games. <laughs> No, I haven't seen this actually. It's really uh, good. I recommend gonna, watching it. It's going to start playing, so I should probably stop it until. But I recommend yeah. watching it at least after this, and it's really interesting and really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, he, talks, he talks about microtransactions in games. Um, the the recording industry is twenty eight billion dollars a year. The game industry is at eighty four billion dollars a year. Yep. But he said that that's not the most shocking statistic. The most shocking statistic is how much people are spending on virtual. Things. Yeah, microtransactions is huge. I mean, Zenga has made 
I don't know, you know, F you money on just selling <laughs> glowing cows and shit like that. It's like, I don't even understand why people are paying for this stuff, but they do. And like, it's just insane. I mean, they've got a winning formula. So, well, there's the, like the, the mountain. Wow. It was $25 yep. to get this mount. Isn't that the, like the sparkling sold, unicorn yeah, or whatever? The sparkling pony is what everyone calls it. And they're, they sold like, uh, like two million of them the first day or something. <laughs> just amazing amount. <laughs> it's a license to print money. Yeah, I mean, it's, really, it's, it's a virtual good. I've seen, I, I like, I know how long it takes, you know, something for like that to be done. Once you have your basic framework in place for MMO, you know, it's even funnier. It takes, it, it takes like a guy, like you know, less than a week to model and rig something like that. It's like that is, it is not even that much. It's actually a reskin of a different mount in the game. Well, so they, they've already <laughs> had the rigging and they already had all the animations. They just they just, just changed some stuff. They just had some uh, like sprites like shooting out of it. And that's okay, it. so they had to have an FX artist make some particle effects. They, yep. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's funny that you know people will pay that much for it, but you know, I mean, you also got to understand that. I mean, look at how much time people are putting into WoW too. So it's like, you know, I have I have I, like, I spend I spend twenty five dollars at the bar. So. <laughs> You know, it, 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 it's, it's not more, you know. I've had, you know, well over $125 nights at the bar, so. <sighs> I just had dinner, and it was like, man, where, where did I have it? It was like uh, $85 for two people. Yeah. It was at Pilgrim River, and I had the, the most ginormous steak that they had. And Ashley had the surf and turf, which is, like, extremely expensive. Well, and, and you know that's the thing. Like, you know, I when I first got my iPhone, I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy any games. I'll just play the free ones. And there's all these free apps on there, or whatever. But most of the free apps kind of suck. So, yeah. and it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, some of these games I'm putting in, like I'm playing one now called Phoenix. It was like 99 cents. It's a top-down shooter, uh, like a you know shoot 'em up game, like the bullet curtain style, you know, space shooter, yeah. um, and like I have put so many hours into that game, I'm like I'm like third place in Austin right now. Are you serious? Uh, ranking. <laughs> That's awesome. So See, I told you rankings are like, oh yeah. my god, I gotta keep playing. But I mean, like, you know, I I rationalize that. I'm like, okay, ninety nine cents. I could, you know, I I'll buy a soda at the store for you know more than that anymore. Yeah. So it's it's like, if I'm gonna put some time into it, I might as well buy something that's you know actually fun to play and not just crap. It's funny because at at some point when you're playing something enough, like how I play WoW, the money that you pay monthly is kind of inconsequential to how much time you put into it. Right. Like, it doesn't really matter how much it costs. (laughs) The the time you put into it is way more important. Right. So it's just, it's weird. And I feel like, I feel like, uh, like the, like the demographic for somebody who plays popular games. Like, I play (laughs) Angry Birds and WoW, (laughs) the two most popular games in the universe. Right. Well, except for Minecraft. Oh yeah, I don't play that. It's not really a game, though. No, the, the, well, the the beta is there's 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 skeletons and stuff. Oh really? Is it popular? Actually, like people wise. Oh my god! Well, the okay, the guy who made Minecraft, I think the stats on it or something like he made like like uh, he was selling like three hundred fifty thousand copies a day or something or like a, a a week or something like that. Some ridiculous amount. Uh, he was selling. I think it came down to like he was selling a copy of Minecraft at nine ninety nine or like nine like nine pounds. Ninety nine. Oh, nine dollars. Uh, like yeah, something like that. Uh, the the beta version. 
like if you buy if you buy a copy of Minecraft, you get you know free updates for life or whatever. On the website, it says there's 567,000 purchases. Okay, yeah, and, and at like whatever it is, like 10 pounds, and uh, which is like a billion dollars USD. Right, exactly. Or like 17 dollars <laughs> or something like that. Um, but he was he was selling a, like three copy or a copy every three seconds or something like that. I think is what the I was reading on Gamma Sutra. They they don't fall right up on it. It's just ridiculous. It's like one, that's one developer who developed a you know it's a title that like the graphics look like crap. <laughs> yeah, they look terrible. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just he's it, it, it fell into a concept that works. It's simple. And people just get lost in it. So it's, you know, they can make whatever they want. Of course, I can make the same things in paint, but. <laughs> You're like, hire me to be your, your what do you call it? Art person. <laughs> art, art, artist. Better than this. Well, it's just, I'm saying, like, it, like, I've seen some of the things people make, and it's like a giant wall of different colored blocks that make a picture, like, of Mario or Mega Man yeah. or something like that. And it's like, like dude, I could have, you, you copy the pixel over pixel, I could do the same thing in paint. You just, because it's a 3D environment, you can walk around and share your things with people that you find it more interesting. I, I find the crafting more interesting in uh, Minecraft. He, he has, like where you have to like do certain things to get certain items and stuff? Yeah, like to make a pickaxe or whatever, you have to have yeah. like you know three pieces of wood and two pieces of iron ore or something like that. And you actually have to put it in... You know, build it in the shape of like a you know a pickaxe or whatever inside of this like three by three square, and that you know creates your item and, and you know the different recipes require different patterns and stuff. And coming from a person you know like myself who play you know put hundreds of hours into Diablo two, <laughs> you know strictly because of the crafting system. It's interesting because it's a very similar concept in crafting, but it has more complexity because it requires specific orders and not just specific items. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, he's built a whole system off of that, and it's 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 fun. Um, you know, it's I, I that's why I won't play it because I mean, one, I tried the demo and I'm just like I'm, I'm digging a hole, digging a hole. You know, <laughs> like not much going on here. I'm just digging a hole. You know, I built a house or whatever, and it's like okay. That was interesting enough for, you know, whatever. There's no, there's no story, no plot, nothing. I'm done. Good stuff. Punching dirt. Punching dirt. Graphics are like, what? Why are his textures like such terrible resolution? <laughs> that's part of the appeal. Oh, that's retarded. <laughs> Well, it's funny. There's like no gravity. I mean, there's gravity on the character or whatever. But like, if you dig a uh, like like there's trees in the game or whatever. If you like knock out the the base of the tree, the leaves just still hang in the air and, and stuff like that. It's like I don't know. Uh, but the, even funnier. Uh, I don't know if you, you heard about this, but uh, his site, the the guy who made Minecraft, his site got uh, denial of service attacked <laughs> by I think by uh, you know people on uh, uh, slash. Um, just because, uh, like you know, fortune people are crazy, and I, I think it was uh, in, I, I, like, I think it was them telling him that they, you know, they were denial of servicing his site until he released an update because after he made all his money, like he hadn't released an update in a while, and people were like pissed off that you know they still only had like a partial game, and they paid for it. 
the I'm I'm playing the browser version. Yeah. And uh, I dug through the ground just randomly, like going crazy, digging through the ground, and I found like an underground level with herbs everywhere or something. Yep. Yeah. There's like mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I did not think that I would find something like this. I'm gonna go down further. Yeah. The worlds, I guess, are always random too. Like their layouts, you know, like where minerals are and stuff like that. I guess you can find diamonds and stuff like that, and things are made with that. Um, I, the big thing is like there was a, a cart upgrade or update or whatever that he added the ability to craft these uh, um, like mine cart uh, tracks and these mine carts themselves. So like you can find videos online all over the place of people making these huge elaborate roller coaster looking things that you can like then push you, you, you hit the cart and it starts rolling, running down the track. You jump on the cart and you can ride it like a roller coaster. I, I got underground and I don't know how to get back up, so I quit. Rage <laughs> <laughs> quit. Rage quit. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I hate you guys. I recommend watching that video about the way video games reward. Yeah, over. I'll definitely watch it after we get done recording. But uh, it's a really cool accent too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so so is that the rumpus? It's the rumpus. I'm pooping.